and welcome back to Take One, the podcast that brings you just one well-spoken page of Talmud every day. And in today's pages, Pesachim 118 and 119, the penultimate pages of this wonderful tractate, we learn about something that applies and appeals to all of us. Lashon Hara, or evil tongue, or the prohibition against gossiping. Here's a little taste. And Rav Sheshet further said, citing Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah, Anyone who speaks slander, and anyone who accepts and believes the slander he hears, and anyone who testifies falsely about another, it is fitting to throw him to the dogs, as it is stated, and you shall not eat any flesh that is torn of beasts in the field, you shall cast it to the dogs. And afterward, it is written, you shall not utter a false report, put not your hand with a wicked to be an unrighteous witness, uttering rumors is here equated to delivering false testimony. Furthermore, read into this verse as though it stated, do not cause a false report to be accepted. Do not lead others to accept your false reports. Here to talk about this loaded question is my friend, the editor-in-chief and founder of Tablet Magazine, Alana Newhouse. Hello. Hello. So, you know, a couple of years back, when the great Rabbi Adin Steins also was alive, he famously met with a group of journalists, looked them straight in the eye and said, everything that you do is Lashon Hara. You are gossip providers. You are slanderers, which, of course, you know, quite upset them because they said, hey, you know, we report. That's kind of like the foundation of democracy. I know you're someone who's deeply sensitive to this issue of Lashon Hara, and you're also by far the finest editor and journalist that I know. Do you ever feel like these two may may be clashing with each other? I never have. I guess it's because I have a strange, antiquated definition of journalism, which isn't other people's definition. I think that there are a lot of people who went into journalism to spear the powerful, to lance spoils, to bring people and institutions down. And that is part of it. And when those people or institutions are corrupt, it's a vital part of it. But for me, journalism as a practice was about mirroring the world to readers. So it was about mirroring readers to themselves, wanted them to see what they looked like, what their lives were like, and also mirroring the world around them. And the point of it was to show them what was good about their lives so that they could work to protect and preserve that. And also to show them what was going on either in themselves or in the world around them that wasn't good so that they could work to change that. One part of the job was sometimes to mirror back or reveal parts of life that were not properly run, that weren't good news. But I think the conversation is very different when you're talking about pieces of negative news that are part of a whole dispatch of lots of news. The other example that I would give is I have a lot of friends in the Syrian community in Brooklyn. And the Syrian community is famously very closed off. Tight-lipped. Yeah, they're very closed off to reporters. They've gotten burned in the past by mainstream or general interest newspapers that have come in and reported on their most fantastical or outrageous scenes. And part of what makes complete sense to me about this is... 
yes, if a journalist is going to come in and only show the bad parts, then actually that does feel like Russian hard to me. If a journalist mirrors all parts of you, if a newspaper or a magazine mirrors your whole life, I think that you feel the bad news as salutary. It's healthy. And I think it can be seen as a gift on both sides. Like I think it's a gift to give and I think it's a gift to receive. And how does social media complicate things? They, they strike me increasingly as a sort of Lashon Hara machine. Yes. There's an amazing story, actually, weirdly, coincidentally, coming out of the Syrian community this week, where social media vigilanteism came to the Syrian community vis-a-vis um, activism related to Agunot, to women who have been chained in marriages, marriages in which the couple has been civilly divorced, but the husband refuses to grant a Jewish divorce to the wife, which prevents her from remarrying, does not prevent him from remarrying in most cases. So this social media-driven vigilantism came to the community this week, and it was hard to watch videos where women who had been chained in this limbo state for upwards of eight or nine years finally got their get because social media trained a spotlight on these men. At the same time, it was also hard not to look at that and be a little afraid that it was a tool of a crowd or of a mob and it could be trained on somebody innocent. So social media is very, very complicated. It adds to all of our human tendencies and I think of it that way. And so as someone who's who's thought about this question so deeply from every angle, do you have some kind of primer, some kind of motto or mantra that we could keep somewhere in the back of our minds before we embark in any kind of speech to try and ascertain whether or not we're about to commit the sin of Lashon Hara? Is there like a kind of operating question that we should stop and ask ourselves before we talk or post something on Facebook or even engage in, in a journalistic project? Who is it for? That's the question you should ask. Who is this for? If the goal of that speech is to harm someone, even if it's somebody is someone bad, I would think twice if that's the only goal. If there is someone who you are trying to protect or enlighten or whose life needs to be made easier or better, I think that your decisions can flow differently. Amen, Selah. Alana Newhouse, thank you so, so much for being our guest. Of course, my pleasure. This has been Take One, a production of Tablet Studios. If you enjoy this show, and I hope you do, please go and rate and review us on iTunes or whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. Each week, we'll be releasing new episodes Monday through Friday, covering the entire weekly portion of Dafyomi. I'm your host, Leah Liebowitz, and our producers are Josh Cross, Sarah Fredman-Ader, and Robert Scarmuccia. For more information, go to tabletmag.com slash takeone or email us at takeone at tabletmag.com. You could find us on Twitter at takeonedafyomi or join our Facebook group by searching for Take One Podcast. I hope we've made your day a little bit more Talmudic and we'll see you again soon. <laughs>